I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Friday, August 11th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, a new survey showed that over 90% of employees choose to wear headphones at work to block out distractions and improve productivity. While some say they rock out to some tunes or catch up on podcasts, believe it or not, about 50% of millennials and more than 25% of Gen Z employees say they don't listen to anything. And actually, if you go on Spotify and you look at white noise, you'll notice that there's tens of millions of listens to that as well. It's wild to me that in these collaborative workspaces, who would have thought you wouldn't be able to get any actual work done? I think some people are arguing that maybe we should go back to cubicles and offices. I'm not because I like the social nature of it, but I can see the arguments on both sides. It's wild to think that people are just having their headphones and listening to nothing. If I have my headphones and I'm listening to something, at least probably. And so anyways, pals, besides the strangeness of work behavior, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, My Kingdom for a T-Swift ticket. For our second story, Hacking Contest aims to fix holes in AI models. And for our last story, U.S. escalates tech war with China. For our first story, good luck indeed. As we enter the final day of ticket sales for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour shows in Toronto, we wish luck to anybody trying to snag a ticket, that's including myself and many people who I care deeply about. But we also caution you not to get your hopes up. For those who aren't on the hunt, here's what's going on. For the few of you reading who actually don't have your calendar circled to go on Ticketmaster and try to pick up your tickets, Swift is coming to Toronto for six shows at Rogers Centre at the end of November in 2024. An estimated 31 million people, three-fourths of Canada's population, to give you some perspective, registered on Ticketmaster to receive a pre-sale waitlist code. Per one estimate, that gave hopeful Swifties about a 1 in 413 chance of snagging a ticket. Missing out means hitting up the secondary market where you might have to shell out as much as $13,000 to hear Love Story live. But this estimate doesn't account for tickets stashed away for other presale deals. As an official sponsor, RBC was able to grant presale access to members of its Avion loyalty program and let people sign up for Avion even if they didn't use an RBC product or service. RBC already had plans to make Avion available to everyone, but decided to roll it out early to take advantage of Swift Mania. RBC hopes to attract new signups, likely people buying Swift tickets for their kids, and gradually persuade them to do things like open an RBC checking account. Which is why this all matters. Banks partnering with concert tours to offer pre-sale access, that's an old trick. But having one specific tour speed up drastic changes to its loyalty program is very much new, and that brings us to the bottom line. As the loyalty program space grows increasingly competitive and concert tours get so large they spur inflation, these partnerships could play a larger role in luring customers. For our second story, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it's at this weekend's AI hacking competition in the city of Sin. Here's what's driving the news peak pals. By the way, side note, I'm actually recording this in Vegas. I didn't know about this competition, but I am concerned about the security of my devices while I'm here. So here's what's driving the news, Peak Pals. A hacking competition supported by big tech companies, including Meta, OpenAI, and Google, as well as the U.S. government, will play host to thousands of hackers tasked with finding vulnerabilities in the biggest AI-powered chatbots on the market. The goal of the contest is to help the tech companies at the forefront of AI fix flaws in their machine learning models. To catch you up, the release of ChatGPT pushed big tech companies that were previously taking their time with AI chatbot development into a race to get their products to market, potentially skipping some testing steps in the process. After previously resisting the release of an AI-powered chatbot to the public over safety concerns, 
Google raced to rush release its chatbot Bard, even as employees warned that it wasn't ready. Since then, it has created a green lane for its AI product, shortening the safety testing process. This is all happening because researchers have discovered numerous vulnerabilities and problems in every major chatbot on the market, and companies are under pressure to fix them before they lead to real-world consequences. In spite of guardrails put in place to prevent the chatbots from providing users with dangerous information, researchers were able to trick ChatGPT, Lama 2, and Bard into providing step-by-step instructions on how to do unpleasant things like create and deploy a dangerous virus. A New Zealand supermarket experimenting with AI to suggest recipes to customers has recommended meals that include deadly chlorine gas and poisonous sandwiches. A recent IBM report also detailed ways to get around large language models guardrails that allow testers to get chatbots to write malicious code. And this all matters because AI chatbots are being released and used by millions of people without their creators having a real understanding of how their potential to do harm. Their figure-it-out-on-the-fly approach will be tested as AI tools become more powerful, which brings us to the bottom line. A weekend of hackers poking and prodding at these chatbots isn't going to solve everyone's problem. As the AI race continues, these companies will have to balance safety concerns with the pressures to keep up. For our third story, the U.S. is stepping up its effort to cripple China's advanced high-tech sectors. Here's what's happening. The U.S. government announced a new ban on certain investments in China's quantum computing, advanced semiconductor, and artificial intelligence sectors. The rules are set to take effect next year, will only apply to new American investments made in these sectors, and could apply to other countries in the future. The move comes amidst, say it with us now, growing political tensions. The U.S. has taken steps last year to hinder China's development of tech that could be used for military applications, most notably a ban on high-end chip exports. America's allies will likely also feel pressure to enact their own investment rules. The UK, Germany, and the European Commission are reportedly into the idea, while Japan had apparently told US officials they have no plans to change any legislation. In Canada, the Department of Innovation and Global Affairs and Finance are in close contact with their US counterparts regarding the new rules, but did not say whether the federal government plans to introduce similar restrictions. Late last year, the Fed's proposed changes to Canada's rules regarding foreign investment to better address security concerns concerning Chinese influence. But Canada is currently more concerned about Chinese money flowing into its critical mineral sector rather than in money flowing out into China's tech sector. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and give us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great weekend.